this. All right. Always. Yeah. Every, rain or shine. You're like the postman. Well, it's good to contribute. Rain or shine, snow and sleet and hail. James yeah. will put together the on deck. Earthquakes. <laughs> yeah. And the home of the Episode 89 of the Hit the Deck Podcast, where we talk deck hockey, street hockey, ball hockey, it's hockey in sneakers. And we are here, just the two of us, just the two of us, just the two of us this week. It's been a, it's been a few weeks since it's been this nice, intimate setting with just James and myself and, of course, you being able to to rap with each other, no guests this week, just uh, just us. What do you think of that, James? I'm kind of sad. I enjoyed being uh, surrounded by our new good friends in North Carolina. I don't know if anybody's going to listen anymore now. <laughs> yeah, we may have spoiled them. Uh, that, that's true. It was nice to make new friends, and yeah. it was nice to have them on the podcast. Good guests, all. But uh, it's also nice to get back to our roots, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I guess so. I'm just happy that uh, we're still together and the Rangers didn't trade us or anything like that. Yeah, that's, that's true. That's true. We, we could have well found ourselves in Tampa Bay or uh, Columbus or something. Oh, uh, excuse me. I'm getting a phone call. Let me yeah, just, yeah, if yeah, you don't sure. mind, let me just get that. No, 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 that's fine. Do, you, do, you need to, do we need to stop? Hello? Jeff Gordon from the New York Rangers? Jeff Gordon. Huh. Well, speak of the devil. We were just talking about... Uh-huh. No, that you can't do that. Yeah. For who? Get Hey, listen. All right. If you're not going to take my word for it, then you deal with his wife, okay? She'll, I, I got your number. She'll, okay, go, goodbye. All right. You're not going to believe this. What's going on? Well, um, I don't know what this hold of the uh, that the Tampa Bay Lightning have over the New York Rangers, yeah. but um, not only do they steal all of our captains and good players. Uh-huh. They want to steal our fans now. So um, Jeff Gordon just said that you were traded, the American Rhino. I was right. traded? You, a Ranger fan, yes. You've been traded to Tampa Bay for uh, apparently two young female fans that express some sort of interest of the 2018 gold medal Olympic winning women uh-huh. and, uh, and, and a baby boy to be named later. But um, I, Well, what's I, he going to be named? I don't know. Anyway, listen, uh, he wouldn't listen to me if, if you heard that side of the conversation. So um, good luck to him because your wife is going to lay down the law and make sure that you stay here and and um, you don't go to Tampa. And uh, I don't know. They, they just got really carried away with giving everybody away to uh, Tampa Bay. So that, I'm sorry for that lousy incident. But anyway, yeah, that um, kind of stinks. If I'm, yeah. if I'm being traded to Florida, at least put me a little closer to Disney World. Like, I don't... Well, listen... I don't have a Lightning jersey. I don't know anything about the Lightning, really, besides the fact that they have Stamkos. Uh, yeah, I uh, and, and our 
past couple of defensemen uh, captains too now. But um, well, yeah, sure. I mean, <laughs> I, you know what? Maybe maybe they they got confused because you know I I am I am Mac, and they just got McDonough. So maybe maybe they thought that I was a throw-in in the deal. Maybe, yeah. And I was surprised that the Rangers actually hung on to Lundqvist and uh, Zuccarello and, you know, Kreider and a couple other guys because I thought everybody was going to go. Yeah, everyone must go. Yeah, I mean, you know, losing Nash and uh, JT Miller, but I guess they figured they had to get rid of a goalie somehow, a beloved goalie. But uh, don't worry, I'm sure that your wife will take care of it and, and we'll keep you on the podcast and in the LIQ and, and in New York where you belong. I hope I don't have to fight this because I can't really afford a lawyer. <laughs> You're in great hands. I mean, uh, I wouldn't sick your wife on anybody who doesn't deserve it. So if I, if I have to go to Florida, I hope I will at least be making the league minimum. Yeah, well, I, again, um, I'm sorry about that. I didn't want to break up the, the podcasts and, and all that. Do you so. happen to know what my reporting date is? I don't know when the next Lightning game is. Yeah, I, uh, I guess we'll start uh, dealing with that in texts and whatnot, but I haven't heard back from Mr. Gordon yet, so we'll Weird see. Weird that he would call you. How does he have your number? I don't know. I was kind of excited that maybe he heard the podcast or something. Or, uh, you know, in, in years past, I tried to be a season ticket holder, but I couldn't afford it. So mm -hmm. maybe that's why. I don't Fair know. Enough, yeah. um, uh, I guess Rob might be getting a call, too. I don't know if he got <laughs> traded <laughs> as well. At, at this point, he might not mind, I think. <laughs> yeah. But uh, anyway, sorry to get off on such a bad start. So. Oh, well, that's all right. I... <laughs> I, I guess uh, we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. Hopefully, since this is a deck hockey podcast and not NHL specific, hopefully it won't affect the podcast. Yes, and and right now you're still on the podcast, so thank God for that. <laughs> All right, good, because you know we're episode eighty nine, we're creeping up on a hundred, and I'd I'd hate to have to shut things down before we got to that landmark. Yeah, that that would really so. There's something else that they shouldn't try and overstate their bounds and trade fans away when they don't have the jurisdiction. Yeah. But <laughs> All right. Well, thanks. Uh, you know, dear listener, we'll, we'll keep you apprised of this story as it develops. Okay. In the meantime, you know, uh, Rangers shenanigans notwithstanding, how have you been? I've been all right, thanks. Uh, hanging in there. How about yourself? I've been okay, thank you. Played some deck over the week? I did, and that's the last I'll speak of it. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. Sorry I missed, uh, missed the Don't be. games. Okay. <laughs> You're better off. All right. But, uh, but, yeah, for all the other fans out there, hopefully of NHL teams, that your favorite players remained on your favorite team. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, it's tough to have to buy a new jersey for a new team. Yeah, man. I mean, they're not cheap. So, so uh, yeah, that's that's never good when your favorite player gets traded. It's always, I mean, yeah, you like the team that you root for because they're your team, but you know, it's always nice to have that that favorite player that you can really identify with and pull for to uh, give you some extra incentive and help you enjoy the game a little more. So, when I mean, you've told the story about when Lenny Dykstra got traded on the podcast before, so. Uh, that's, you know, it's unfortunate. And and hopefully our fans don't have to go through the same anguish. Yeah, exactly. Because it, it's true. As, as a fan, you're you're loyal to the team, but you're loyal to the players, too. I mean, they're human beings and you care about them and you root for them and all that. So you have a, a connection with them somehow and a relationship, too. And yeah, that, that really stinks when if you have a really favorite player you're devoted to. Your family all loves the team. 
And then you're left out in the cold where, hey, you know, you got to do what you got to do sometimes. But exactly. That was a pretty bad nightmare for me. At least Lenny was close mm-hmm. in in the vicinity. But if this is the Rangers and the Flyers and one of our guys goes to Philadelphia, yeah. all bets are off, man. I mean, like getting back to the baseball analogy, and I, I apologize for this, but one of the things I love the most about Jackie Robinson mm-hmm. was he decided to retire instead of playing for the New York Giants. Or were they in San Francisco? No, I think they were, I think they were in San Francisco at the time. Mm. But uh, but yeah, because of the rivalry between the Brooklyn Dodgers and the New York Giants was so great and, and fierce. And uh, Lord knows that the kind of punishment or, or abuse he probably had to take from the opposing fans and things of that nature. And God bless Jackie Robinson for that. But uh, he retired instead of playing for the Giants. So that's another reason why I love Jackie Robinson. <laughs> With all my heart. So uh, yeah. that's just one example of uh, of a rivalry and um, and devotion and what it means to players too. Because yeah, a lot of times fans or, or maybe people in the uh, in the media forget that oh you know they're billionaires and they play for themselves and money money money. But these guys, it's especially for hockey, it's all about winning that championship, man. Uh, yeah, sure, it's nice to make a lot of money and get sponsorships and all that stuff, but. I guarantee you, any one of those guys would trade everything in to win the Stanley Cup, and that's a guarantee. Mm-hmm. And we also hope that you weren't traded in your deck league. Uh, yeah, right. I, I don't know if that's consideration, but uh, you know, nobody likes being traded to another team. So hopefully, you did not suffer that fate, unless, of course, it was consensual. In which case, uh, enjoy your new team. I hope you do well. You know, be a locker room leader. Just, I think. From what I hear, the important thing when you go to a new team is to go up to the biggest guy on the team and punch him in the face. That's, uh, I, I think that's how that works, right? That's how they respect you? I think that's prison. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, I knew it was. that's something. I don't know. Thus getting traded to the Philadelphia Flyers. Right. <laughs> yes, indeed. Uh-huh. In that case, I, would, I think you would go up to the GM and punch him in the face. Yeah. Because... Uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't want it. Oh, boy. Okay. Anyway, enough. Enough of this particular brand of nonsense. Uh, we should probably introduce ourselves, yes? Okay. All right. So let us get to tonight's starting lineup then. And for tonight's starting lineup, in goal, as ever, I am number 35, your American rhino, Gary McComiskey. And, of course, right here, right here, right here on the podcast Joining me, my illustrious co-host. On defense, number four, I'm James Sajazi. Yes, sir. All right. So um, you think we should maybe get started with the podcast proper there, James? I can't wait to. Yes, please. Let's do it. Been a while since we uh, had uh, a full three topic podcast to throw out to our listeners here. So let's let's get back on that horse. huh? All righty, sir. All right. Well, then what do you say? We jump into uh, the on deck for tonight. Right behind you. All right. In that case. Nightwinger. An enlightening shift in the cutting edge world of a woman with Olympic gold. Hillary Knight. A young loner on a crusade to champion the cause of the hockey player, the coaches, the game, in a world of data collectors who operate above the boards. Ask and ye shall receive. Omega joined forces with gold medal winning Hillary Knight and her teammates by tracking the women all through their 2018 Olympic Championship tournament. 
and the sports engine that could inspire young boys and girls of today to become future members of Team USA. And that's what's on deck. Thank you, James. Thank you. That was that was a treat and a half. That was your idea. So, I, I, you know, take take your own bow there. I was just the monkey pressing buttons over here. Yeah, well, you're the monkey that has the talent to do that and to, to do that excellent intro. So, well done, sir. That was brilliant. The little monkey that could. I thought I could. I thought I could. I thought I could. I thought I could. Uh, if monkeys were that talented, then I guess we wouldn't evolve to be human beings. I guess... Uh, chimps were probably the, the the next step in evolution right yeah it's apparently like monkeys, then they're, chimps then uh, yeah people. they're still looking for that supposed missing yeah, link right. but i'm a big fan of chimpanzees i think they're when they're not ripping humans faces off so i think they're pretty funny they are aggressive animals yeah they are yeah they're nasty and they're spiteful too they're they can be uh yeah um, was I that mess with a chimp was that mvp most valuable primate was he a chimp <laughs> Yes, he was. All right. Okay, there you go. <laughs> That's the irony of that thing, because uh, as you said, yes, uh, I've seen many documentaries on chimpanzees and the way that they live, and they're very territorial and warlike and unforgiving. So to train was, those animals... Sorry, what was the most valuable primated defenseman then? I, I guess. <laughs> he, he was whatever he wanted to be. All right. <laughs> but... Um, but yeah, to uh, for, for humans to train these animals for tv shows and and commercials and things like that god bless but anyway um so yeah (laughs) that's for another topic i suppose i suppose yeah look for that one down the road there dear listener yeah oh if we ever do our uh next draft for the for the deck hockey Mm -hmm. yeah i'll I'll try and look into getting mvp okay (laughs) he's i don't think he's been doing much lately so he's probably pretty easy to get okay and I won't do anything to, to get him angry either. Yeah. He might have a better temperament than some of the people I've had the fortune to play with. <laughs> you know what? Yeah. But hey, you know what? That would be great because if like the gold medal winning Hillary Knight mm. likes to track and use data to make herself better, uh, maybe the MVP could do the same thing and we could see if he's up to uh, game play and a season of deck to participate in. So Maybe. You know. I mean, I, I assume they can make the sensors that small so they could fit into that kind of uniform. Yeah. You know, we figure something out. But yeah. uh, but that's, that's the interesting thing. And, and again, as uh, we've brought this topic up a few times on the podcast because it's interesting and it's something that I think people could benefit from. I'm sure a lot of people have those uh, trackers themselves that keep track of your steps and your sleep and things of that nature. I have one. Yeah, I've actually gone through a couple. I've uh, broken them, unfortunately, so I don't have one anymore. But while I did have the uh, tracker, it was life-changing. It was really quite interesting to see how many steps you take or how many steps you should take. Every step you take, every move you make. That's right. It's like having Sting watching over you. I'll be tracking you. To make sure you're healthy. That would be cool. That is pretty cool, yeah. If you were uh, (laughs) just walking around and Sting was following you around all day. (laughs) Keep going, mate. You've almost reached your goal. That's awesome. (laughs) What I mean, the ro- if, if the stories are <laughs> true, Sting knows a little something about endurance. So, uh, you know, <laughs> he's, he's, he's probably a good coach in that regard. Yeah, I imagine so. Does Sting follow Hillary Knight around tracking her movements? 
I'm sure she wouldn't mind, but, uh, you know, yeah, if we could ever, uh, you know, I mean, she's a gold medal winning champion now and, and I'm probably the, the, the best or at least one of the best all time female hockey players. Mm. So I don't know if we'd be able to get her on the podcast. But. Yeah, I'm sure she has a full schedule of, you know, practice and endorsements, yes. paid endorsements and uh, whatnot. We may be a little too small time for her. And that's totally understandable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's fine. But especially if you can afford to have Sting follow you around. Right, sure. <laughs> Make sure that you're getting better <laughs> and improving your life. And hey, if something happens to you while you're out and about, he'll send an SOS to the world. He'll send an SOS to the world. So, you know, you're, it's like having your very own life alert. I mean, at the very least, he knows the police, so I'm sure he could call them, assuming they haven't had some kind of falling out. I don't know. Make uh. this happen, please. Do what you have to do to oh make my. this happen. Yeah. So in the small, unlikely event that Sting isn't following Hillary Knight around. How do you reckon she does manage to uh, track and uh, account for her various uh, movements and such? Yeah, well, it's not nearly as cool and probably not as effective, but I guess you got to do what you got to (laughs) do. But to quote the uh, gold medal winning champion hockey player, Hillary Knight, Mm -hmm. she says... I use a lot of tech, actually. It's almost like you need to keep up, but then at the same time, as an athlete and trying to be the best competitor in the world, you're looking for that 1%, and that's what having all these wearables helps you access, trying to come back to the drawing board and seeing what works. So, yeah, from what I could gather, Miss Knight does use trackers, you know, uh, the conventional trackers, not the Sting ones, which would be too awesome. Right. Um, and uh, yeah, probably some wearables and things of that nature, the, uh, which we'll get into the Omega part of that as well. But uh, and then gather all that data and then you can see how many steps you took. Uh, and I guess in, in hockey, how fast you're going, uh, how much ice time you log and, and things of that nature. And then to balance that with diet. So a lot of times people don't realize how important it is to fuel your body with proteins and carbohydrates and and healthy food to make sure that you get your nutrients and and your muscles can uh, benefit from that. And, you know, and of course, sleep is extremely important as well. So it's a whole thing. It's not just doing one thing like you go practice for an hour and you take your shots, you skate around and then you go home and you sit on the couch and watch TV. And it's not like that at all, you know, and depends on certain games you play more. You get more ice times than, than others and you balance your diet accordingly. Like, for example, if you played a half hour of hockey during a game, then you take in more calories after the game. And maybe you don't work as hard the next morning and things like that. And, and you keep yourself fresh. So it's a lot of data. And it obviously worked because, um, you know, she's, again, one of the best hockey players of all time. Mm. And God bless her and her teammates for winning the gold. And it just so happened that they were tracking it. It had nothing to do with this was before the tournament started that Omega started tracking the women and it just so happened that it all came full circle and Hillary Knight is among the uh, forefront of embracing the technology and using the technology for the benefit of being a better athlete and a better teammate and the results have shown. 
Yeah, I mean, she's she's right out there on the bleeding edge of making progress for the sport, not just for women's hockey, but for hockey in general. And, you know, giant steps are what you take, skating on the ice. <laughs> so, you know, she's got that going for her. Yeah, and, and I certainly hope her leg don't break skating on the ice. Absolutely. That, that's just, I mean, that would be unfortunate. If it's going to happen, I guess now would be the best time for it to happen because she just completed a successful tournament, obviously, yeah. as an Olympian. The U.S. brought home the gold in case you didn't hear last week's episode or, you know, you haven't been paying attention to the hockey sphere at all. But, yeah, so if it's going to happen, now's probably the best time. But, you know, knock on wood, it just doesn't happen because you don't want that. Nobody Amen. wants that. Right, yeah. Just sorry, got carried away with quoting the song. So. <laughs> no, um, of course. <laughs> so yeah, so and then jumping right into the uh, Omega. This is a company that joined forces with the, uh, and they've had a, a long relationship with the Olympics. As a matter of fact, this mm-hmm. goes way back. But while the U.S. women's hockey team went on to win the gold this year, as Gary just said, they competed with motion sensors that weighed less than ten grams that mm-hmm. were stitched in their jerseys and transmitted in-depth data. And that was combined with camera tracking of the puck and the Omega timing system gathered real-time number of shifts, ice time, that being shots taken, passes, speed of how fast the players were skating, acceleration, ice time, as we said before, and, and a lot more. And then put that all together and they have information that, you know, Hillary Knight has figured out how to use it and uh, they want other athletes to use it as well. Because another thing too, is you don't want to get injured. So that that's part of the reasoning behind this is that you know how to push yourself and you, and these people are professional athletes or, or seasoned athletes. Sure. And uh, you don't want to go too far. There is a limit, you know, we're not superhumans here and uh, hopefully nobody's taking steroids anymore. The Uh, what was that, the athletes of Russia or whatever the heck they were? The Olympic athletes from Russia, I believe. Olympic athletes from Russia. Yeah, because uh, too many Russians were caught juicing and whatever. Mm. Yeah, their their borscht was a little uh, little thick there. (laughs) Yeah, and uh, the cool thing with uh, with Omega timing is that it took less than 100 milliseconds to get this data from the player to the computer or whatever the software gathering system was. Mm-hmm. And yeah, pr- pretty amazing. So a lot of uh, analytics, statistics. And for example, one of the things that Omega Timing CEO Alan Zobrist is looking into is, for example, how a goal is scored. So mm-hmm. it explains exactly how it was scored. So on both ends for the team that scored it, and the team that gave up the goal. So you see how the play developed exactly, and you see why the shot was taken, why the goal went in, and so on and so forth. Defensive breakdown or whatever the case is. So that that's pretty interesting. Yeah, and that, yeah, that's it's it's remarkable. I mean, this technology that Hillary Knight is and and the rest of her team is wearing really is incredible. You know, every little thing she does is magic. <laughs> it's uh, it's like it's it's just remarkable. You're unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a different that that's Oh sorry, sorry. Yeah, that uh, I apologize. That's okay. But, uh, We've got to stay on brand here, James. Yeah, I'll I'll just get out of your way. No, no, it's fine. <laughs> um, Carry on. Yeah. <laughs> do 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 da da da. That's all I have to say to you. Omega Systems successfully debuted in the 2016 
2016 Youth Winter Olympics. And, and it, it's, uh, as we said, in as we reported on in HTD 82, mm-hmm. that the NHL has announced plans to implement its own tracking system for the 2019-2020 season. So they are actually looking into Omega and Sports Vision for another company that they had used in the past. But uh, the NHL wants way to gather this information without any wearable data to make sure that they get every single aspect without a shadow of doubt and totally accurate. As uh, Commissioner Bettman said, you know, shooting and stick handling and all the intricacies that go into hockey Mm. and without the possibility at all of a sensor being broken or like with that uh, wonderful old glow puck where uh, if it's not frozen or whatever the case is, if it doesn't hold standard to an actual game puck, so no impact on the game whatsoever, no matter how small a possibility it would be, they take the total possibility out of it. And they are yet to come up with that technology. So we'll see if Omega wins that bid, if Sports Vision wins that bid, or if the NHL finds another company that could come up with that data, we'll find out soon. But that's, that's pretty interesting. Yeah, well. I mean, as a goalie, it's important to you know, know how these plays develop. And I think it could be valuable in terms of being able to make better saves and, and you know, give up fewer goals. And, and hopefully you don't have to put on the red light. <laughs> I had no idea what a big police fan you are. Wow. I have That's the greatest what... hits. I, I, you know, I enjoy it. That is fan- phenomenal. So, well done. Thank you. And uh, so, as Zorbris said, he's also looking for additional information, not only uh, it being a factor of judging players, but for the information that goes to stakeholders and, and coaches and, and ownership. Mm. and all that stuff. So that that's pretty important as well to make sure that, uh, for example, we just got through the trade deadline for um, the NHL that you're getting a player that you know you're getting what you paid for. So that's important as well. Yeah. And uh, yeah, especially in hockey too, with contracts being the way they are and things of that nature. But in the past, just to give an idea of how important this is, is to get like how fast a skater is skating, you had to use a stopwatch, you know? And do it and figure it out after the fact. But all of this data is, again, gathered in 100 milliseconds. It's all in real time. And you can access it immediately. And it's all accurate. So that's pretty cool as well. And it's there to be saved and do with what you will. So what you're saying is that there's synchronicity between the players and uh, their actions, the the real-time data gathering. 100% absolute. Exactly. Good. Good. Just wanted to be clear about that. And then Zorbist also says that uh, he's asking his people, what do we do to promote hockey better? And if you're able to explain the game better, for example. So if you can, then you keep doing what you're doing with these analytics and that could help. And he says they're also trying to learn what to do with the data, understand it better and how to take it to the next level. So it seems like Hillary Knight was already at the fore of this and it just worked out well. I'm sure she had something to do with that. Maybe they approached the uh, men as well and the women said, yeah, sure. And that was uh, maybe another little extra angel on their shoulder to win the gold. So good for them. Good for them. Yes. And, and God willing, they will uh, you know, continue to use this information to get better and it will be able to benefit everybody. Yes, exactly. I'd, and, really, uh, I'd really like to put some kind of police themed, uh, you know, tag on this whole conversation. But I think I've run out of police related puns. 
So sorry about that. So you did a fantastic job. That was brilliant. So well done, sir. Sting would be proud. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> but yeah, speaking and, and again, that will all trickle down from the top level NHL and, and Olympics to college and high school and deck hockey and everything below and in between, which brings us to future Olympians. Yeah, absolutely. And there's a, an app and a website called Sports Engine, or at least the company that has this information, and they teamed up with the uh, USOC. And it happens to be owned by NBC, of course, the broadcaster of the Olympics. Mm -hmm. Um, That's right. And the idea behind that is they are using modern technology again to ensure that everyone, and especially children who want to at least try a sport like hockey, or for the Olympics sake, figure skating or bobsledding or whatever else in the Winter Olympics you'd be interested in, they all have an opportunity to do so as long as daddy and mommy have the money to pay for it. But that, that that's pretty cool. It's something that, you know, maybe it's not as good as a 1980 hockey team inspiring a whole generation of great U.S. hockey players, but still, it, it's it's inspirational nonetheless. You know what? It, I'm sure, look, 1980, you know, there's a reason they called it the miracle on ice. It was, it was incredible, and it was an event in the political landscape uh, coupled with the way we consumed television back then and so many factors conspired to make it such a like a landmark thing that that as you said went on to inspire so many people american athletes to hockey and i don't think that's ever going to be able to be replicated in quite that way just because of the way the world has changed but i would say you know i'm I, i'm speaking as kind of an outsider speculating but I think for a generation of young girls who just watched this past Olympic victory, I, I, I think that was probably incredibly inspirational. The, the way those women persevered and you know were able to keep fighting and battling and win the gold. So it's great that there is something like this sports engine that does provide, you know, if a kid's like, yeah, I definitely want to try that. You know, and not necessarily even just hockey, like that curling thing, the men's curling team beat Canada and that was pretty shocking. So if some kids like, yeah, maybe I can be the next U.S. curling Olympian, it could happen. They could check out this sports engine site and maybe they can find their local curling club. You know, it's a valuable resource. That is 100 percent accurate and true. And yeah, congratulations to the U.S. men for winning gold in, in curling for the mm-hmm. first time ever. That That's pretty spectacular. But that's the whole point. Exactly right. And yes, uh, I'm sure that a lot of young girls are now have their eyes opened and, and at least that's on their radar now that they can become hockey players and elite hockey players, too. So good for them. And yeah, you know, even what, what the women had to overcome from the last Olympics and, and not only from the 98 championship, too. But when you win, it does... That's when you get your face on the uh, Wheaties box and, and things of that nature. I'm going to Disney World. I don't know if any of those women went to Disney World, but, you know, that's it's associated with winning things. It's true. So I guess to the victor goes the spoils. Indeed. But, uh, yeah, but for, like, you know, a true blue fan, you appreciate how great these, these women are anyway. But, yeah, when you win it, it's just everybody wants to know you. Everybody wants to be your friend. And it does just do nothing but promote the game and, and things of that nature. So, uh, yeah, that's 
I guess that's good, but hopefully it doesn't put too much pressure on people that you have to win it. But, you know, obviously if you compete and, and you make yourself known, but the benefit of this sports engine is exactly right. That's exactly what it does. And it gives multiple options and as local as possible. So you go to the website. I'm sure there's an app as well. Personally, I checked out hockey. I did not see deck hockey specifically or ball hockey, but uh, I only explored about half of the, at the time, 174 options for our area alone, just to give you an idea. So obviously we're being in the, in the New York area. Maybe there's a few more options than you would in, say, uh, the Midwest or something like that. But then again, if you go to Detroit or uh, Minnesota, maybe there's a lot more. So, you know, it varies, but at least they're viable options and, and they give you price ranges and phone numbers and contacts and all that stuff. And again, my network stinks. <laughs> Thank you, Verizon. So I was only able to go through a little bit of it, but uh, it, that's very true. Any any sport that you wanted to look into, you could. That's the hit the cast. Brock, I, Zin. Exactly. And yes, Gary will never admit it because he's too humble, but there's been many a time when he's had to fix mistakes because of my weak Verizon connections and make the podcast sound as professional as he does. So thank you for that, American Rhino. Well, I was already busy fixing my own mistakes, so, you know, why not? I I, I certainly won't leave you hanging. You know, that's not what a good teammate does. No, no. But uh, yeah, I'm... Thank you for not admitting that I dragged down the podcast. But anyway, uh, I think the goal of this site is to get those who may slip through the cracks a real chance. So, for example, maybe a son of a widowed mom wants to try hockey, but mom has no interest or knowledge of hockey at all. Mm -hmm. So instead of letting it go by the wayside, she being a good mother, loving her son, wanting to encourage his interests, she may go to Sports Engine. And uh, that makes her a potential expert immediately. So uh, there's only so much that Google can do. And that's the difference. So Sports Engine, it's, it's all run, I suppose, by people who know what they're doing in the sports themselves. And it's legitimate, good quality areas where you could look into and research and get the rules. And even the fact that, like, for example, if, if you don't know much about hockey, there's a lot of equipment you got to worry about. Are you going to play ice hockey? Are you going to play roller hockey? What and position you, are you going to play? Exactly right. If you want to be goalie or a, or a forward or what. So th- there's a lot of things you have to iron out. And uh, if you don't know much about it or uh, you don't want to be taken advantage of either, you go to Sports Engine and bam, there you go. You got all the information you need and uh, you can make your own decisions. And maybe that could uh, encourage or discourage a kid right off the bat. Like, gee, maybe I don't want to get into that. I got to get up at 4 a.m. to practice ice hockey. So maybe I'll look into something else, you know? Although there was, uh, there are sometimes happy accidents. Like uh, the, the thing I saw with the young man who wanted to play hockey and he, uh, he told his mother and she, instead of buying him hockey skates, she bought him figure skates because they were like a flatter blade or something. And, and he wound up becoming a uh, figure skating Olympian for, for the uh, U.S. So, you know, occasionally things work out for the best. But, yeah, it, on the whole, it is better to be informed. Yeah, that's amazing. I can't imagine the odds of that. But, yeah, if you're meant to do something, you're meant to do it, I guess. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, and, and this this is a good option to look into it. And, uh, I encourage people to do so. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. And I, I haven't seen anything about the summer Olympics either. I don't know if it's not needed because of the complex na- nature of the gear and facilities for winter Olympics, but it seems to really make sense for the winter side. 
Yeah, I imagine something like this will come along for those summer sports. It's this is a relatively new technology, and you know, as you said, it's sponsored by NBC, who did just happen to carry the Winter Games. So it's not surprising that their initiative for this site would start off focusing on these sports that were just highlighted on their programming. I wouldn't be surprised if in a couple of years we see, you know, something or in the next, I should, shouldn't even say in a couple of years, over the next couple of years, we see a rise of, you know, summer sports and other sports being added to this. Everybody's got to start somewhere. So the fact that they started focusing on the winter stuff is, is you know, pretty sensible, I guess, from a business perspective. And I guess even from a logical perspective. Yeah, and speaking of which, the president of NBC Olympics, is his name is Gary Zenkel, so another cool guy named Gary. Uh, he is quoted as saying that our gold map initiative has connected thousands of kids with sports organizations in their local communities for the past two games, that being the last two Winter Olympics, and with the power of sportsengine.com, we're confident that we will generate greater interest in Winter Olympic sports by providing parents and kids with a more seamless search experience. Well, there you go. So that doesn't necessarily support what I just said, but um, it's it's admirable regardless. So good good on you there, other Gary. <laughs> Last minute remaining in the podcast. Thank you, Pops. So we are pleased that another episode of Hit the Deck has come and gone, and we are equally pleased that you have chosen to join us for said podcast, and, and we hope you will continue to do so. We do so appreciate your patronage of this particular podcast, and we would like to thank Pops for being the voice of said podcast, the LIQ for sound effects, Anthony Sajazi for music, and, of course, listeners like you who are the, uh, the little, the, the engine that drives this podcast, the, 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 the pod engine for us so uh you know thank you and as i implored you last week if you like the podcast please tell a friend about the podcast spread the word about hit the deck and let's grow this thing together another way you can help us out if you're so inclined to help us out for whatever reason go on itunes and rate us give us a rating throw us an honest rating of what you think the quality of this podcast is we would really appreciate that as well if you do enjoy the podcast and you are not subscribed to the podcast, please feel free to do that on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher or the Podbean app or many places where podcasts are distributed. If we are not on your podcast platform of choice, shoot us an email and let us know. We will be happy to get on there. And where can you email us, you might ask? Well, I will be happy to tell you. You can email us at hitthedeck, that is D-E-K, deck hockey deck, hitthedeck at gmail.com, or you can just tweet at us at hitthedeckpod, or, uh, you know, you can comment on our Instagram or whatever, or, or Facebook. Facebook is a great way to get in touch with us. We are at Hit the Deck in those places. And also, don't forget to jump on our YouTube channel which uh, I know I've been promising this for like a month now, but I, I'm, I'm closing in on being able to post a, a new video or two up there. So if you're not subscribed there to our Hit the Deck channel on YouTube, please go ahead and do that. James, is there anything I've neglected to mention? No, you nailed it all. And I just want to add on to that. Uh, speaking of our friends from the Raleigh Street Hockey League and Mr. Daniel Wilson, that uh, Gary did let everybody know that the highlights of the uh, Ironman tournament have been up 
for the C division particularly and the uh, winning team by the, uh, the Firebirds. And you could see all of that on their YouTube page. So the Raleigh Street Hockey League and really fantastic job. And, and I'm astounded by how humble the uh, Firebirds were as they won the whole thing and the celebration was, was minuscule. I mean, I, if, if I would have been on that winning team, I would have been obviously exhausted, but screaming and yelling and, and they just really, it was, it was very nice to see how humble they were and, and a great victory for Ryan and the team as well. So uh, go check that out too when you can. Thank you, James. Hey, sure. Mr. Wilson. It's a, it's a Dennis the Menace reference. I don't know uh, I don't know how many of you are going to get that one, but uh, there you go. Anyway, so <laughs> all that being said, uh, we will, of course, leave you off with uh, this final, final sentiment, and that being whether you are a world-class Olympian or a legendary British rock musician, whether you are trying your sport for the first time or using advanced metrics to bring you to the top of your game, regardless of whatever you may find yourself doing, I would urge you to remember it's deck hockey. Don't be that guy. Thanks, everybody. It's about freezing cold. But it's a very direct, uh, comfortable relationship we have.